Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. We could have gone a lot fancier. Like, I didn't have to rough it. Here I am eating cold cuts and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and I was, like, kind of miserable, and it could have been much better. I learned along the way. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Today, let's take this outside. I'm chatting with Lauren Gay, better known online as Outdoorsy Diva. She shares her best alfresco dining tips for your next beach day, boating adventure, or camping trip. She even offers an easy hack to upgrade your s'mores. Lauren Gay is the adventure travel writer behind the website Outdoorsy Diva. On her popular blog and social media channels, the Valrico-based influencer shares her adventures from hiking and horseback riding to kayaking and swimming with manatees. And she always looks fabulous. Her Instagram account, at Outdoorsy Diva, is worth a follow for the outfits alone. I figured someone so glam probably enjoys some pretty amazing meals, even when she's roughing it. So I recently spoke with Lauren about how she got into adventure blogging and how we can all enjoy mouth-watering meals in the great outdoors. How did you get into this? Uh, well, the original just starting travel blogging really started just in a desire to do fun, cheap things as a single mom um, about seven years ago. And from that, it just grew because we like to do, you know, we discovered nature for the most part is pretty cheap to enjoy. So we did a lot of things outdoors. And what I found was I didn't see people who looked like us. So we're a Black family. And I didn't see Black people doing these things. I didn't see Black people hiking, visiting our state parks, visiting our national parks, kayaking, all those kinds of things. And so I decided, okay, well, if I don't see it, then I will be it. And so that's really how it all got started. Uh, Now that I'm an almost empty nester, it's kind of transformed into talking more about, you know, encouraging just women to travel and solo travel. I love that. I'm I'm a huge fan. I already told you that before we started recording. So can I ask how old are your kids or is your child? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, my son is 21. Um, for a portion of the blog, I was in a, a serious relationship. So I also had a stepson and he was like um, between the ages of from two to six. Um, he was around. So I had two boys uh, for some time. When we first started talking about this stuff, it was all of us on that first camping trip, which was hilarious with the little ones. Um, but yeah, now my son is 21 and, you know, working in, in school unfortunately COVID brought him back closer to home so that's why I'm a kind of empty nester but you know I can leave for weeks at a time and he's fine yeah he can fend for himself okay tell me something about that first camping trip that you would do differently today Oh my goodness. That is a laundry list, right? So the biggest thing we completely overpacked. We overpacked because I was I was nervous even though I was going with someone it wasn't just going to be me 
I was nervous. So we brought like literally everything but the kitchen sink. So we completely overpacked. That's number one. Uh, number two, when it comes to like the meals and the things that, you know, we thought we wanted to eat. We could have gone a lot fancier. Like I didn't have to rough it. Here I am eating cold cuts and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I was like kind of miserable and it could have been much better. I learned along the way. I'm so glad you brought up the food because to me, the camping, I mean, what else are you even doing besides eating? And maybe like if somebody plays the ukulele or something, let's talk (laughs) about the food. Let's start with camping. When the weather cools down, this is Floridians time to get out there. So what would you take on a camping trip today? Not cold cuts and PB and J I'm guessing. No, no, no. Like, so for me, I think the go-to is those foil packet meals that you can kind of prep beforehand and just keep them, you know, in your cooler on ice. So you can take stuff like, you know, shrimp and potatoes with some veggies and season it and have it in your full packet and then just throw that puppy on the grill when you're ready to eat. You can use um, baked potatoes and stuff them with whatever it is you like. You can use regular potatoes, sweet potatoes. You can even do like breakfast type of things like with frozen hash browns and your sausage and cheese and all that stuff and prep it and just have it ready to go in a foil packet. That's probably like the easiest way if you don't want to like carry a skillet or something like that. You can just heat up the foil packet and boom, like whatever you could imagine that you could do like in a dish, like in a in a casserole dish or something, you can do it in the foil packet. I never really thought about that. My imagination is kind of running wild now. What if you do want to carry a skillet? <laughs> what, are, <laughs> what are some tools or uh, utensils that you maybe would bring along? Well, if you did, I mean, you if you want to use something like a cast iron skillet, you don't want to go putting your, you know, the that ceramic type of stuff on in like an open flame. So you want to use something that's grill friendly um, is the biggest thing. Um, you want to make sure you have your utensils like your spatula, your tongs, um, bring your seasoning, um, things like that. I mean, it's, it's nothing too deep. It's just, you know, you have to remember if, if you're camping where you're just driving in and you can keep stuff in the car then that's cool that's great if it's a situation where you're backpacking and you've got a bit of a hike to get to your site then that's a whole other beast and so you have to completely rethink how you're going to do this because whatever you have you have to carry it yourself okay let's talk about backpacking then what do you always bring in your backpack um, so I am, I've only gone backpacking twice because it is, it's not my favorite thing to do. Right. And so on this trip, because I was so worried about having to carry, you know, um, a 50 liter pack, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not cooking anything. So we got those MRE meals, the ready meals, like the army eats. Are those any good? <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They are absolutely terrible. I mean, they get the job done, right? So the point was not to starve and we didn't starve. Uh, they're not fantastic. They actually do sell some in like places like REI that are meant for when you go camping 
I would guess they're just as terrible. Um, they do have things like it's called a jet boil that you can bring with you. So you can cook things like oatmeal, have your coffee. You know, you can take it runs off of a little single um, mini propane tank. Um, so you can do soups and chilies and stuff like that. And I'd probably go that route the next time if I did go backpacking. I um, mean, only have a few of the, the, the ready meals kind of as a last resort backup. Is that like a hot pot or an electric kettle? Kind of. It, it, it kind of is. It, it is. It's, and it's in a like a thermos. So they just call it a jet boil is just what they call it. But yeah, it's kind of like a, a mini hot plate. OK. And I do. I eat oatmeal for breakfast almost every day. And I usually just make it in a thermos and pour the hot water in there because then it just cooks right in the thermos. Where did you go, by the way, on your first disastrous overpacking camping trip? Where did you go? Do you remember? I do. We actually went to uh, Rainbow Springs State Park um, and we went in the spring and you would think the temperatures would be nice and mild. Right. Um, In the daytime, it was amazing. It's gorgeous. You're right there close to the falls. But it was still that time of year where you can get those freak temperature drops. And it just happened to happen on the weekend. We were there and the temperature plummeted to like 40 degrees overnight. We were not prepared for that. So there we are my boyfriend and I like he had the fire going you know we had all these blankets and stuff but let me tell you the ground is unforgiving and it's cold and we were freezing um but our pride wouldn't let us get up and just get in the car uh so we toughed it out and we were all huddled together the four of us with body heat trying to keep the the kids were fine they slept through the night but I thought he and I were gonna wake up half dead Oh, I've been to Rainbow Springs. That's beautiful in Denellen. And they've got that freezing cold water that you can go tubing in. Um, Yeah. yeah, So that's probably better for better for the summer. Um, Let's talk about boating. A lot of people here in Florida either have a boat or rent a boat. How do you make that look cute? You know, you see the people on TV, the celebrities like on their boats eating all this fabulous food and they probably have a butler that prepared it. How could we go on a boat? without a butler, but without eating PB&J? I think one of the easiest things, which is totally in right now, is charcuterie life. You can make your own charcuterie board. Just get all the ingredients you need. And I'm frugal, honey. You can get all that fancy stuff from Aldi. I was just said Aldi this morning. <laughs> yeah, so you can make you a really cute, nice, you know, kind of picnic basket type of thing and take that with you. And there's nothing wrong with catering these days. There's people that make all kinds of things um, for people. So I think that kind of stuff, that's kind of my go-to for the beach vibe is like fresh fruit, you know, the charcuterie things to kind of nibble, um, things like that. That's what I do when I do like the boat or um, a beach day. Even if I go kayaking, those are the kind of snacks that I like to take because they're easy, easy to clean up. Yeah. And they're light because if you're sweating like crazy on the beach, you maybe don't want a heavy meal. What would you put on your charcuterie board? Ooh, I gotta have the salt factor. So I'm definitely going to have like some kind of olives, preferably stuffed. And then I love the, um, there's a blueberry cheese. If I can find it, I like to have that one. Um, And then your other basic cheeses, you know, your Gouda and your cheddar, 
and gotta have grapes and strawberries. Those are my faves. Um, lots of crackers and then all the different types of salamis and all those other types of meat. So, and then you wanna have a little variation. I also have like some almonds or nuts or something. And then I try to have a little something sweet, like a little honey dip or something like that. I don't recommend chocolate just because it's Florida. <laughs> so it's hot. Yeah, good call. What is blueberry cheese? It's like a little cheese, like a cheese roll, almost like a little loaf. And I don't, I don't know what type of cheese it is. It's like one of those really creamy spreadable cheeses. And then the outside of it is coated with like this blueberry compote. It's amazing. They sell it at Aldi. They have it at Trader Joe's too. It is so, so good. I even see that at Publix too. Well, you had me at compote. Anything compote is going to be fancy and good and and worthy of serving to company. Anything else to keep in mind in the Florida heat? Are there any other foods or even drinks that can kind of keep us cool? Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I think lemonade is always a great go to just because it's actually kind of good for you. Like lemon is good for you. The water is good for you. I steer clear of like soda because it just does nothing for you in the heat. If you have water, but you don't want to pack Gatorades and Powerades, you can buy some of those hydration pouches. And at least if you already have a water bottle, you can just add it to that. And as you refill your water, you know, I try to use less plastic. So I'm using my refillable um, container and I can just add my, my hydration pouch to that. And these days, most of them actually taste pretty good. They're not chalky or anything like that. So it's really important just staying hydrated in this sort of heat and whatever food you have, you have to consider, you know, the elements that you have a way to keep your stuff cold. Um, you know, you want to steer clear of things that are like mayonnaise based, um, things like that. Cause those just go south really quickly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just thinking. That could go south real quick. So what do you use to keep your food cold? the ice packs um, that you can buy. And then I actually have several different kinds of insulated um, bags and whatnot that I have accumulated from who knows where just over the years, but they're all pretty amazing and heavy duty at keeping things cold. And then I have like uh, igloo cooler. So I put the bags inside the cooler and it does a really good job of keeping um, things cold. It really does. Well, that's good. I have a cooler backpack that I really like. Um, is there anything we can do to make outdoor dining feel a little bit more luxurious when we don't have all of the, you know, fancy things that we would have when we were dining indoors? Like, yes, the the foil packet meal sounds like it would taste good. But like, do we really just sit there and like eat with foil on our lap or how does that go? How can we like take it up a notch? You can, so you can, you can get like the cute, you know, you don't want to take anything breakable, but you can get cute, um, you know, plastic or resin type of um, plates and silverware and cups and goblets and things like that from like Target. Our, our favorite Target has all kinds of cutesy stuff for that. If you want to jazz it up, you can also take a tablecloth with you. You know, you can set up candles and that kind of makes sense, right? Because the, the 
flames, especially if you use some citronella, it's going to keep the bugs away. So you can do a table setting, you know, at your little picnic area and jazz it up, make it jazzy. Also, um, I like to do fancy s'mores. That's kind of one of my little glamping tips. Um, so instead of just using that plain old Hershey bar chocolate like people like to bring, uh-uh, get fancy. Use like your favorite um, like Reese's or um, Mr. Good Bar or Godiva, Ooh. you know, a little lit chocolate, whatever your favorite chocolate. You can use like gourmet chocolate to make your s'mores. My mouth is literally watering right now. I'm so glad you brought up s'mores. Okay. Is there anything, this all sounds amazing. And like a little bit of prep is involved. Is there anything you just grab and stick in your backpack if you're going for like an hour long walk in a park? Yeah. Um, you know what is really good for me? Those Bavita bars are life because they really do give you energy and they've got protein in them um, and they're light. So if you if your blood sugar starts to feel a little low, feeling light, lightheaded, they kind of zap you right back. And I always usually have some type of trail mix um, in my bag, too. Those are kind of my two go to snacks just to make sure I have something um, to get me through those, that, that hour or two. Yeah. Something quick that you can just grab on the other end. Do you remember the best meal you ever ate outdoors? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I would say the, probably the, okay. Yes. It's kind of cheating because I didn't make it, but (laughs) I was outdoors. This is a judgment free (laughs) zone. I went glamping in Utah at a ranch called Conestoga. And it's really cool because they have like safari style tents and they also have tents that are made to look like stagecoaches. Uh, and so there they all the food, you know, is being prepared. They're like in a giant tent. Um, and so we had, I, you know, it was just going to be burgers and fries. Right. I'm thinking, OK, no big deal. But it was made with like the Wagyu beef and this like really expensive cheese. This was like the fanciest meal I had ever had at a campsite. And my son and I like devoured it. It was amazing. It had like arugula and truffle oil fries. It was like super fancy. Oh, wow. That makes me think of Westgate River Ranch in central Florida. Have you been there? I have. I've stayed there. That was actually my first glamping trip to Westgate. Westgate is also really nice. Um, And what's cool about their tents is it comes with access to, you have a gas grill um, right there outside your tent. So you can do some real good cooking and you have a full refrigerator in your tent too. So you can bring everything that you need and actually like do some cooking if you want to. Um, And Conestoga is like even fancier than Westgate. So it sounds like it's you have to do your homework and find out what will be available to you. Will there be a grill? Will there be um I don't know what else there would even be. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I mean there's a big thing. It's like, do I have a gas grill? Is it a you know, is it will I have access to propane if they do have a gas grill? Or is it gonna be charcoal? Do I need to bring my own charcoal? You know, if it's not, if it's just a regular campsite, do they have the grate that'll go over my fire? Um, so you can actually sit you know, a pot or something on top of the fire? Do you need to bring something? You know, you have to consider things like that for sure. And is there anything else food related that we didn't cover that people should keep in mind when planning meals outdoors? 
Um, you just re- really want to keep in mind, you know, pack out what you pack in, you know, clean up after yourself. Um, we are in Florida, but if you're in Northern Florida, we do have bears. So if they've got the bear lockers, you absolutely want to use that for your food storage. But if you're not in bear country, we still have all kinds of night critters that look for food. So you want to make sure you have your food stored in a place that is locked away where animals can't get it because they're going to be drawn to the smell. That's probably one of the most important things that you have to remember if you're going to be doing any type of cooking outdoors. All right. You, you gave a shout out to Utah and and that's great for them. But this is a Florida podcast. So where are some of your favorite places to enjoy the outdoors in Florida? Oh, my goodness. Listen, I'm a water baby. OK, so I love anywhere that is on near close to the water. Our Florida Springs are some of the most beautiful places I would say in the whole world, because I've been a lot of places and they're so underrated. Um, So places like, you know, we mentioned Rainbow Springs is beautiful. Wikiwatch is beautiful. But if you go and you want to go camping or just for the day up to the Ocala National Forest, there are so many different springs and spring fed rivers within that park, within that forest that you can go see. And I encourage everybody to make it a point to go and see the Florida Springs just because they're they're beautiful. What is your advice for people who are listening to this and they're like, that all sounds great. I'll make a foil packet in my house. I'll make s'mores in my backyard, but I'm really not trying to explore the great outdoors. How do they take that first step? I think, you know, honestly, it's definitely personal preference. I do encourage everybody to give it a try just at least once um, and just mitigate those things that you know you don't like. I don't like bugs. So I'm the person who's got the fan. I've got the spray. I've got the oil. I got the candles. You know, I've done my research. So I think the more research you do ahead of time, you'll find that you can pretty much mitigate whatever it is you think you don't like about the outdoors. If it's comfort, you can have an air mattress. You know, there's, if it's the bathroom, you can pick campgrounds that have amazing bathrooms. There's so many different you know, things these days where everybody can do the outdoors their way. So I just say, give it a try. There's something so therapeutic and soothing about nature. So try it at least one time before you say you just absolutely can't do it. That's great advice. And I would also add that for people who need more inspiration to check out your Instagram at Outdoorsy Diva, because you make it look glamorous. I mean, you're beautiful. You've got beautiful dress. I mean, you're wearing dresses in a lot of these pictures. (laughs) I mean, it's not it's not just like sweatpants and ugly hiking boots. It it really can be uh, glamorous. So thank you for all of that inspiration. And is there anything else we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? Thank you so much. I mean, you, you know what? And when I first started, I felt like outdoor clothes were so ugly. And so I just decided that, well, if this means I'm not wearing outdoor clothes, so be it. But I can't be around here looking frumpy all the time. So, you know, just do the outdoors your way. One thing we did not get to talk about, and this is a food show, so I got to tell you, I just learned how to make s'morios. Ooh, that's my new favorite. My new favorite portmanteau. What is a s'morio? We got to tell the people about s'morios. So instead of using a graham cracker, you open the Oreo, you put the roast, you toast your marshmallow like normal, and then you're going to put the toasted marshmallow between the Oreo cookies. And then you enjoy it that way. 
OMG, it's amazing. So if for no other reason that you go camping, is it just to make s'mores for the first time? If that gets you outdoors, then let that motivate you. Shut the front door. I'm not even going to ask you how many calories that has, but you're hiking and boating. So it all kind of comes out in the wash. Outdoors, you're doing outdoor physical activity. It's fine. (laughs) Totally fine. Well, Lauren Gay, outdoorsy diva, thank you so much for the inspiration and for all these great ideas. Thank you for having me. That was Lauren Gay, a.k.a. Outdoorsy Diva. Thanks to Anne Yasalanis of Lakeland for suggesting this episode. If you have an episode idea, then hit us up. Slide into our DMs, as the kids say, on Facebook or Instagram at The Zest Podcast. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. We get help from Chandler Balcom and Mark Hayes. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2021.